Morning. Does my contribution make a difference? There are days I wonder if anything I really do makes a difference. I know my ministry is important, but does it make a difference in the world? The issues facing the world these days are massive. Wars, diseases, inequity, poverty, overdose, homicide, suicide, so many things responsible for the premature death of humanity. Severe weather events, massive wildfires and melting ice caps are devastating the natural world and human community. Currently, there's a heartbreaking war happening in Israel and Palestine a conflict that has deep historical roots and is seemingly unresolvable. Basic, adequate, affordable health care is a specter. Healthca the health care industry is designed to make money, not provide care. Insurance providers and politicians have been given the authority to make medical decisions rather than the individual and their trained doctors. Some days just feel futile. Why even bother getting out of bed? Nothing I do today will change any of these things. A while back, those thoughts had begun um, running through my mind. At the time, we were just starting to prepare for the flu season amidst the continuing saga of the coronavirus pandemic. A whole bunch of repressed Repressive legislation had just been passed, effectively removing the rights of women and trans kids to their own bodily autonomy. Mass shootings seemed to be happening all the time. There were new efforts to ban books, and so on and on and on. I was overwhelmed, and I started to succumb to a sense of hopelessness. I wondered, if anything I did made a difference. Has that ever happened for you? A time when you felt overwhelmed with the massiveness of the challenges facing us personally, as a family, a city, a state, challenges facing the country, even the world. What that looked like for me was racing thoughts and difficulty concentrating or focusing on anything. Shallow breathing, and generally feeling anxious and agitated about everything. The story in my thoughts was that there was nothing I could do about anything, so why bother? Do you recognize that? A classic example of the importance of every action, no matter how small, came to mind. I thought about the teaching that a bucket is filled with one drop of water at a time, and that many single drops are required in order to fill a bucket. So each drop matters. Most time, I find that image helpful. 
that it, con it conveys um, to me the importance of every little contribution. At that time, though, I was, when I was feeling little hope, the drop in the bucket seemed a trite platitude. It was just too simplistic, and it didn't feel helpful. I thought, the world is on fire. My one drop isn't even going to make steam, let alone put anything out. These are indeed complicated times. The numerous issues we face as a human community are extremely complex and continuously changing. As such, the solutions must also be nuanced and multifaceted. There are no easy, single, simple solutions to any of the world's complex problems. We cannot expect to find the one thing or the one idea or one response that's going to fix everything. Returning to the current war as an illustration, a ceasefire is critical, yet it is not a full solution. Without a ceasefire, the situation is guaranteed not to improve. Stopping only the firing, however, doesn't bring a resolution for the deeply entrenched conflicts. It is important, however, an important beginning and is necessary for any progress to be made toward peace. Feeling hopeless, even if briefly, can be a destabilizing experience. Choosing to stay in bed with the covers pulled over my head may be just what I need for one day. Staying in bed indefinitely, however, is not a sustainable, healthy, or well-rounded solution to the crises we face. Choosing to not participate in life is not going to improve any of the global issues. Not even beginning guarantees no improvement. Where to begin, though? In an article published earlier this month discussing local faith leaders' responses to the Israel-Hamas war, the Reverend David Black of First Presbyterian Church of Chicago said, the deepest and most profound work that I believe any person can be doing is to find the healing from fear and pain in their own life and allow that to transform our society where we are and the systems and structures of violence where we are. Making a difference in any social issue always begins within, within me, within you. The healthier we are, the more we can contribute to resolutions. Fear and urgency as motivators generally result in poor decisions. Careful attention to our own internal shadows, shadow sides, fears, and hurts, as well as our motivations and values, is critical. It is a beginning. That is the place where the UU Beloved Conversation program begins, within. 
Beloved Conversations is a program for people seeking to embody racial justice as a spiritual practice. In Beloved Conversations, we are here to heal the impact of racism on our lives in order to get free together. The pro program is designed in three phases, each building on the previous phase. The first, within, is focused on the individual, personal learning and development that we each need to do. The second phase is called Among, and it's focused on the institutional, systemic, anti-racist change needed in our congregations. And the first and the third phase, building on those other two, is called Beyond focused on our congregation's work for racial justice in partnership with our local communities. The work of building the beloved community begins with us as individuals, doing the hard internal work as a prerequisite for doing the work within our community, which is then necessary before we can make a positive difference in the world. We must always return to ourselves before we can reach out, contributing to our own health and well-being so that we can contribute to the health of the world. This concept might be easier to think of in the negative. Consider, for example, members of extremist or hate groups. Individuals who join these groups are often driven by fear. They're angry about something that they see as a threat to their way of life, an injustice. They are often isolated and alone. They may suffer from a variety of challenges in their personal lives. And they look outside themselves toward others as the causes or reasons for their own challenges finding fault with others, a place to focus fear and anger. And then they find a community and belonging in a group of others who share those beliefs. Together, they focus their fear and rage towards groups of other people, disregarding their own role in the creation and perpetuation of their challenges. This lack of self-awareness has devastating consequences for themselves as individuals, as well as those they focus their hate upon. What if they found, instead of another person equally afraid and angry as them, what if instead that potential hate group member found you to talk to instead, or found this community, this congregation, instead of the extremist group? What would need to be present to make a positive contribution in that situation for that person to choose differently? To be a positive presence in the world, we need to do our own self-work and self-care, introspection, reflection, and contemplation. 
part of that reflection is sharing with someone who will listen to us and speak truth to us. When the weight of the world feels too heavy, we need people who will share the load with us by being present to our experience. When I noticed those dark thoughts I described earlier, when I noticed that I was having them, I knew I needed to get out of my own head, to talk to someone safe, someone who would not judge, shame, blame, who would hold what I said tenderly, with empathy, and in confidence. For me, those people are a friend, colleague, my own spiritual director, and my spouse. Now that conversation isn't just a dumping ground or a pl place to rehash all of the myriad aspects of the challenges of the world. Instead, it's a place to look deep within myself, to examine what is behind those feelings of hopelessness, what is really scaring me, what am I afraid of, and to acknowledge what is really happening within me. My listeners are people who can reflect back to me what they hear me saying and ask me both directly and indirectly, is the story you are telling yourself really true? What kind of difference would it have made if the potential extremist had someone to talk to who had already done their internal work around racism and white supremacy. How different would that conversation have been if the person were able to listen attentively to the fears of that potential extremist? Not judging or shaming or blaming. Instead, simply reflecting back to the person. I hear your pain. I hear your hurt. The Israel-Palestine war can be viewed as an example of not being heard. All involved are fearful of being wiped out by the other. They are desperately trying to have their pain heard and acknowledged. Palestinians and Israelis have a real need to feel that they matter and that their existence in the world makes a difference. Similarly, in the US and elsewhere, polarization, the us-them mentality, keeps us from really listening to each other and prevents healing, healing individually and healing collectively. Furthermore, we cannot come up with, a, with real creative solutions when we're invested in blaming and declaring who is on the right side and who is on the wrong side of, our, of the issue. Our solutions become reactionary. <clears throat> Being truly present and listening to the other provides space for new understandings. Consuming lots of social media is often polarizing, reactionary, and counterproductive. You've heard of doom scrolling, going through your feeds filled with messages of anger, hatred, violence, and misunderstanding. 
viewing news story after news story about the dangers all around can produce a feeling of hopelessness and increase polarization between people and groups. Our Great Dane comes to mind as a doom scroller. We have two dogs who watch out the windows. The poodle follows all the interesting things happening outside. Ooh, look, there's a squirrel. Ooh, there's a chipmunk. Ooh, look at that. Blowing leaves. <laughs> Everything is fascinating and exciting for her. The Great Dane, on the other hand, sees danger in everything. As he watches, he keeps a low growl go going in his chest until he sees something move and then he barks. He had a hard life prior to joining us last year. So he is fearful, on guard for all danger and has an us-them mentality. The poodle had a gentler upbringing and came to us as a small puppy. Though shy, she is well-adjusted and calm, which allows her to be curious about everything. Since bringing the Dane home, I keep the curtains closed most day to reduce his levels of stress. Over time, he is becoming calmer. He now has consistency, regular and adequate food, and a sense of safety. Listening to what his behaviors were telling us and responding appropriately allows him to become less fearful and less reactionary. We can do the same for each other. Really listen to the needs of others and respond appropriately and with compassion. As a spiritual director, I have the amazing privilege to offer a non-judgmental and safe space to explore the mystery of life. Some days, like described earlier, I wonder if, if what I do makes a difference. It does. It makes a difference. It makes a difference for me. To see the changes in people as they share their stories, as they pay attention to their own well-being, take good care of themselves, as they heal their own hurts and pains. They are present with themselves, which in turn allows them to be present to the others in their lives. As the Reverend Black said earlier, healing pain and hurt right where you are allows for the transformation of society and the healing of the world. In other words, that one drop of water you contribute is massively important. That drop of water contributes to the ocean and water we know is the key to life. It matters. Every little drop matters. And not only does it help to fill up the bucket, the ocean, each drop ripples outward from the center. If we each contribute a drop, together we can douse the flames of the world. Each of you matter and your contribution makes a difference. Simply by being present here today on Sunday morning is a contribution that makes a difference. You are making space for others to feel seen and heard, a space safe enough to share with others 
which allows for exploring hope-filled creative solutions. May we all be reminded that our contributions are a drop in the ocean, small, powerful, and necessary. Amen.